Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so excited to be welcoming John Mendez. He is a realtor, host of Walk to Wealth, and social media expert. He's deeply passionate about helping other like-minded individuals achieve a life of abundance. Through the power of the mind and social media, John is empowering others to obtain financial freedom and build the lives they've always dreamed of living, which is a beautiful bio and something I'm so excited to talk with you about today. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And big shout out to the freelancer from Fiverr that helped me craft that together because <laughs> I'm not as articulate or eloquent as w- when it comes to writing as they are. So uh, thanks to them. And thanks again for letting me hop on. I know you're a guest on my show and we had an amazing conversation and look forward to having another one on yours. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. That's great. Well, tell me more about you and your journey and what got you to where you are today with the podcast and business that you're running. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, you already said my tagline, but a little bit about my story, <laughs> right? So I grew up nine people in a two-bedroom apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And in the projects here in Stanford, debatable on if it's really projects or not, but projects nevertheless, right? Some people say, oh, it's not projects. enough. But nevertheless, my grandparents were the ones that raised me. My mother, me and her never had a great relationship. I'm still a little iffy now. And my father was very absent in my life. I could probably count like one hand the amount of times I've seen him every year. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents, they only speak Spanish. So I'd say they raised me to the best that they can, but it was difficult because my Spanish didn't start getting better until once I got to college and, or not college, around that time, I'd say probably college. And so for the most part, that's kind of how I had my upbringing. I didn't really see it as much just because like when that's all you know, that's all you know. It's not like you could sure. have something to compare it to, right? So I didn't realize until older on that it's like, hey, you probably struggle a little more than not a good amount of people, but like for me, I was a kid. That's all I knew. So I, but it instilled in me a lot of uh, thoughts around money that were not serving me at all. I just had that worker's mentality, work till you die kind of mentality. I felt like I had the gift of wisdom. I felt like I was always a couple of years ahead of people my age. And then I'd say in fast forward a little bit, I'm in a pandemic and now I was in my sophomore year of college and I picked up a book, which that poor dad there, it's not the best book in the world. Like everyone makes it out to be, but it is a really good book. And it helped me switch my perspective enough to see that there's another way of viewing things. And the poor dad in the book, I realized that a lot of the ways of viewing the world that he had were the same that I kind of seen in my upbringing. And I was like, oh, so not everyone thinks like this way. There's another way of thinking it, the rich dad way of thinking it. And so from there, I kind of got hooked on personal finance, started deals and double speed on YouTube and podcasts and reading books. And I got into the rabbit hole of learning about credit cards and which index funds I should invest in. And then I come back from my fourth semester of college, like midway through, mind you, the pandemic's still going on. Everything's online. Sure, I was just yeah. like, screw this. So I signed up for my real estate classes and I never looked back. And while I was taking my classes, picked up a couple of jobs, I was working about 70 hours or so. I got licensed two weeks after I turned 20. And around that time, I also got the idea from one of my friends to start the podcast. And so I procrastinated for about four months. Every week on my journal, if you took a look at it, it's like 
think of name for podcast every week, every day. That was my goal for every week. Think of name. Well, four months passed on. I still couldn't think of a name. And then I finally thought of the name Walk to Wealth. And like I kind of told you before, I had a pre-show call for my show. Is for 99% of us that aren't overnight sensation, it's a walk. And some may walk faster than others. But what good is sprinting to the finish line? Pass out when you cross it. So that's kind of how the podcast came about. And for me, I knew I didn't want to wait until I became massively successful to start sharing my story and start sharing the stories of others. I wanted to go along and share while I'm on the journey instead of waiting because nothing good usually comes from waiting too long to share your story. And so if I could help people while I'm on the way, better to go up while I bring the up the people around me because what's the saying like high tide raises all ships, right? Yeah, right? Absolutely. So it's like raise up everyone with me and kind of that's what, what made me start the podcast and that's what got me here today. That's wonderful. And I love hearing people's journeys and the kind of twists and turns that we all take, especially when we launch into our own thing, because it's often not what we anticipate it becoming and that what we started and how it morphs and changes. It's all just such a great, exciting journey, but it's a little scary too. It's putting yourself out there. So yeah, definitely. Especially when it's like, you don't know really where you're going. You you have an idea of, of wanting more, but it's like, how does that actually play out into the real world you don't really know because you've never been there nor has anyone around you kind of been there because like you kind of just go in there hoping and just hopefully just but it's like when you're driving in the fog right as long as you can see a couple feet ahead just that's all you need right and you end up going to getting to where you need to get to yeah and so tell me more about the podcast so I was a guest on it but I would love to hear in your own words what your goal is with the types of people that you're interviewing and really the message that you're trying to share yeah. So to me, so it's walk to wealth. And usually people when you hear the word wealth, like there's a lot of personal finance, a lot of wealth building podcasts. It's like ridiculously oversaturated. Mm-hmm. I think what makes my podcast a little bit different is wealth to me. I was fortunate enough to learn that wealth and riches are, you know, not one and the same. They're very different, actually. Wealth to me is more so about abundance in all your areas of life. Right. And so I have guests come on to talk about real estate investing. I had one guest talk about syndications and my target audience is people my age, 18 to 22. And that I know the people that the traditional route of finishing school, working into your 60s, and hopefully having enough save for retirement is not the route that they want to take. And so you might at first glance, if you know anything about syndications, you know that there's usually a very high barrier to entry to get into some of these investments. And I'm not even into myself because I'm nowhere near close to that. But it's like one of those things where awareness is power. Mm-hmm. These is those, like syndication and a lot of these other things are like like golf club conversation where it's like if you're not in the mix, you'll probably never, ever hear about it. Right. So bringing awareness on things like that, I had a couple of guests come on and talk about quantum laws and mindset. I had another guest come on to talk about how cold water immersion can help you get into peak physical and mental state. And uh, But for the most part, it's about abundance in all your areas of life, not just the monetary side of things. So I've been trying to narrow it down to now just talk about like kind of entrepreneurship, personal finance, mindset, and real estate. Those are kind of like the four main pillars that I want to talk about. And I genuinely feel like if this world if people could become financially literate and operate from a place of abundance, and that doesn't mean you don't have to have a million dollar net worth. It doesn't mean you have to be a top 1% earner, but if you could just operate from abundance, right? I feel like this world would genuinely be a better place because when we're acting out of scarcity, we tend to do things that we're probably not proud of and things we probably wouldn't, wouldn't have done if we had enough. Yeah, that's really amazing advice. And I love those topics. I agree that they're so important and really what we should all be focusing on, not just as entrepreneurs, right? But just as people, as we think about what the next steps and we're going to be in and how to be really intentional mm-hmm. with our time and with our resources. So that's great. So you're fairly new. You just mentioned that your podcast is about to hit its 
one year birthday, right? So how would you help someone? What advice would you give to someone just starting so that they can be intentional about starting their business, intentional about setting these things up? Yeah, and this advice goes for anyone, regardless of whether or not you want to hop into podcasting, right? I spent a lot of time before I started my podcast getting an idea for who I wanted to talk to and kind of getting clear around that, right? A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and then they buy a mic. And it's like, no, wrong step. Why are you getting into it? Or a lot of people say, I want to get it. I want to start my own business and let me follow, get my LLC. No, wrong step. Why are you starting a business? Who do you want to help, right? And you, I spent a lot of time getting clarity as to, all right, there's a topic, not a topic, like a concept in a Japanese, or it's called Ikigai, right? And I'm not too familiar with it, but it's pretty much what do you love doing and what meets what you're good at, meets what the world needs, meets what the world pays for or something like that. And you, what your purpose is, what your Ikigai is at the crossroad between those four. Cool. Um, and so- I spent a lot of time looking into all right, who is it that I can help. And for me in my position, right, it's like as long as you're two steps ahead of the next person, you could help them out. And so for me, that's also mm-hmm. part of the reason why I'm trying to target other young people. But wisdom, as you are, wisdom transcend time, wisdom transcend ages. It doesn't really matter. Wisdom is wisdom. And it's kind of sharing, I guess, a gift that I think I've been blessed with as many people as I can through the podcast. So for anyone looking to start, it's like, I guess, start there. What's your icky guy, right? What are you good at from there? Make a list of all your skills. It could be copywriting. It could be talking in front of a camera. It could be dancing. It could be whatever it is. Just list on your skills. Then list, take a list of things that you would do if nobody paid you, right? If you never got any money, would you keep on doing it? We were talking about before the call about podcasting yeah. and then monetization. And I've been doing a podcast a year now and I had just been spending, spending, but genuinely enjoy doing this. I yeah. love doing this, love talking to people. So I keep on doing it. And then once you get those two, see what crosses, right? What intersects. And then from there, what's, what does the world need? What are some of the gaps that you could fill? Is it solving world hunger? It could be, could it be just helping, you know, people in your city with their finances start listing some problems that you see that need fulfilling. And then from there, finally think about what problems not only need fulfilling, but what people would pay for, right? Elon Musk has a quote and it says something along the lines of the person who solved the biggest problems wins or gets paid the most. I think the person who solves the most relevant problem get paid the most because if you have solved a problem that no one really cares the answer to, um, like <laughs> you get paid, right? So I guess that would be my advice for anyone starting. I love that. It's such a great framework. I don't think I've ever heard that before. So I love that the idea of finding that crossroads and you're right. There is an important distinction between a business and a hobby, right? And that distinction mm. is you get paid for it. So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, as we were talking about it before we hit record, it is really fun, right? And you have to have joy in what you're doing, no matter how much you're bringing in off the bat, right? And it's that excitement and joy and that learning is going to motivate you before you actually start seeing good revenue. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to touch on a quick point too, before we move on. For me, back in high school, I had the opportunity to play football and I got a couple D2, D3 offers, about five or so. And so I had the opportunity to play college football and also was fortunate enough to have very good grades and good SAT scores. I ended up going to college for academics and not sports at all, but you have to have the self-awareness to know, like, this is football is something that I love. Football is what I attribute a lot of my growth in life to. I I feel like out of everything, football is one of the biggest pillars and biggest factors in me becoming who I am. But despite that, I knew that as a job, I wouldn't have enjoyed it the same way. 
So mm-hmm. also knowing that as well, not every hobby is meant for you to turn into a side business or into a business in general. Excellent point. Yeah, very important to remember. So one of the things that you talked about in your bio as I was reading before, I'm kind of preparing for this, is really building that authority in the space. And talk to us a little bit about why that's so important for you to be able to grow your business. Yeah, top of mind awareness, right, Toma? You have to stay top of mind, whether that's through podcasting, whether that's through short form videos, whether that's through a newsletter, but how can you stay top of mind, right? Whatever your industry is, and in real estate, we talk about it a lot, right? If I think like the percentage is 90 something percent of people, I'd say they would use their agent again to buy or sell their home. And only like 15 or so percent of people actually do. Why? Because the oh, agent wow. is not top of mind. By the time two, five years down the line, it's like, oh yeah, my agent was amazing and forgets their name. Why? Because they weren't top of mind. They had a great experience. They probably sold the house or got the best deal mm-hmm. ever, but they weren't top of mind afterwards. And so they now they lost out on potential repeat client. And as you from being in business, it's always easier to get return or you know recurring sure. clients than it is to yep. acquire a brand new client, right? And so how could you stay top of mind? Whether that's in the podcasting space, it might be posting instead of a weekly episode, maybe post three a week. How could you stay top of mind? Or instead of posting three a week, just make sure that one episode is way better, way more interesting, way more value than the next person's podcast, right? How could you become an authority? Because once you become an authority or a thought leader, you're someone that people go to for things. And if people go to you for things, that would make your life easier because now you're attracting clients and you're not actively prospecting. And of course, you should always be actively prospecting, but you could kind of switch the knob down and eventually you'll get to a point since we're both podcasters. Doubt Joe Rogan has to reach out to people to get people on the show. Right. right. He doubted. He got to a point where he's just attracting, right? Because he's been able to grow and keep continuously and keep on growing. So that's the importance of becoming an authority. It makes your life easier. And if you just get on camera, right, and record videos, right, people fear public speaking more than they fear death, right? So if you can at least get on camera, it's not public speaking, but it's definitely a lot of people that are afraid to get behind their camera and press record. So if you can at least do that, you at least look the part. Yeah, absolutely. I love that top of mind framework, right? Yeah, top of mind awareness. That's great because it's so true. And I think it's also paired with staying in front of people, delivering, as you said, value to your target audience, your ideal client, and being there, being where they're going to look for that advice, right? So being a guest on other people's podcast, putting webinars, things, being where someone's going to look for that information is such an important thing to do for entrepreneurs. And it's often something that is just keeps getting kicked to the bottom of the list, right? Because it's not always the sexiest thing <laughs> to do. But, you know, getting rich, getting successful isn't sexy. Like look at Warren Buffett, right? He reads like six hours a day since like he was not too fun, but like look where he's gotten in life, right? So it's the simple things done consistently with intentionality and that attract that will start growing and get you to where you want to get. Yeah. Well, one of the things I'd love to talk about on this podcast is how entrepreneurs are using their time. So would you walk us through what a normal day or week in your life looks yeah. like? Cause you've got a lot of things going on. So I'd love to see how you <laughs> fit that all in. So to be completely honest with you, my day is very sporadic and that's because I've been trying to get a lot more clarity recently as to what it is what I, that I really want to do. As I said, I'm a licensed real estate agent, 
I just started my social media marketing agency re- recently and I have my podcast as well. And so when at least when I was focused on real estate, or at least when I thought I wanted to focus on real estate, my typical day was right, wake up at 5 a.m., do a quick little morning routine. I mean, I was like hyper disciplined. This is what my <laughs> ideal day and you I'm, I'm the, far ideal, from day. It, right? the okay. ideal day, right? <laughs> wake up 5 a.m. First thing I do is sit up, meditate for like 10 minutes, check my verse of the day. Right. And then from there, start getting ready in the gym by six, working out, start there out by 730 home shower. Then I'm in the office, like at our home office or the mm-hmm. actual office by eight. And then from there's a zoom call that I'm always on a mastermind call from eight to eight twenty, And then there's another call right after that from eight twenty to nine o'clock. And then from there, I have an office. My office hosts a little quick call just to show what's going on in the office from nine to nine fifteen, And then from nine fifteen to almost 11 is for prospecting. Okay. And then from there, I try to keep the rest of the day open for like podcast interviews or other things and stuff like that. But everything is on the calendar. As of recently, my morning routine has been all screwed over because I'm trying <laughs> to do a lot right now. And so I skipped the gym like the past four days. So it gets out of whack, but there's something called counterbalancing, right? And when you're focusing on one thing, uh, right, you're kind of going diagonally one way. You have to have the self-awareness to know when you're going too far down one way and bounce back, right? And so... Right now, I'm focusing right now because real estate isn't really what I want to do. The social media marketing agency isn't really what I want to do. The podcast is what I want to do. And I'm in that transitioning phase of like, okay, let me just start putting all my focus here. And like, I'm in a chaos state right now, but (laughs) while I'm figuring it out. No, I'm so glad you said that because that's real life, right? And especially when we're in that kind of transitional phase, everything feels a little out of sorts, right? Because you don't very out of sorts. Yeah. And you don't (laughs) want to spend your time doing the things that you were doing before, because that's not serving ultimately what you're going to end up doing. And so we're recording this at the beginning of December. And I, before we hit record, I was telling you that my, my business is undergoing a little bit of a shuffle too. And so Uh I'm, I'm really excited to see how that's going to look in 2023. But yeah, I feel like it's, it happens. It happens to the best of us. And so I love hearing that you're experiencing that. I was going to say too, like for me, I've been getting to the realization too, because like a lot of the stuff I've been doing was like for an ideal real estate agent day. Mm -hmm. Fortunately enough for me, I'm in a real estate company where they prioritize being a business owner. So I've learned a lot of business principles and practices from my real estate agent company. And so, but at the same time, a lot of these calls were for growing your real estate business, which is not my main focus now. And like, for example, I have a real estate coach. And now it's like, do I schedule my one-on-one with her? Because like they can't, I'm starting to realize these people can't take me to where I want to go. Not because mm-hmm. they're not successful, not because they're not good people, but none of these people have podcasts. None of these people are public sure. speaking. So it's like, now it's like, okay, that's even more chaos now. Cause like <laughs> when you have a coach, it's like there's guidance. And when you have set up all your, your day and your routine to, for one thing, now it's like, hey, I actually am going to do this thing. Now it's like, how do I restructure, realign my day? Because I know what an ideal day looks like for a, a top real estate agent. I don't know what an ideal day looks like for a top podcaster yet. So that's what I'm trying to figure out now and, uh, you know, resituate. Yeah. Well, what would your ideal day look like for you, for John? Like, what does John's ideal day look like right now? Honestly, I think the morning will start the same. Right. Okay. So wake up five in the morning, right? Do my little morning routine, get in the gym, workout shower, right? Probably done by eight from eight to like nine, probably like check up on emails, do some like uh, whatever like work. Your admin. Tasks. Yeah, like yep. admin tasks. Like yep. Kind of 
from nine to 11 um, prospecting, right? So before it was for selling houses and buyers. Mm -hmm. Now it's more so like selling houses, looking up podcasts I can potentially align myself with uh, collaborators in the space, looking up potential speaking gigs, right? Mm -hmm. Nine to 11 will be like the prospecting space or time period. Um, maybe 11 to 12, maybe I'll do some more prospecting or do some more or some following up. And then from there, from noon afterwards, uh, completely unplanned. That will be my ideal day. When the day by noon is have everything in the morning, hyper-focused, locked in, ready to go, repeatable, consistent. Yeah. And then after 12, God knows what I'll do, right? <laughs> I can, I could go take a nap. I could go play <laughs> basketball at LA Fitness with the guys for two hours. Who knows? But as long as I do everything by 12, that was my ideal day would look like. That's great. So I love that. I'm glad I asked that question because again, it's so cool when you have the ability to control your schedule like that, right? Like you, eventually you will start to build that and, and yeah. you can start making the shifts now to, to live that life. Right. And even if it's something as simple as blocking your calendar, so you don't interview anyone on Monday afternoons and yeah. that's your time where you can go do whatever you want and go play basketball or take a nap yeah. and relax so I, I recently changed my schedule too because i used to do podcast interviews like every day pretty much and so i have one like one like at 4 30 on a monday and then the one at 12 o'clock on tuesday and then at 6 30 on a wednesday but now it's like for at least for my show i'm only doing podcast interviews on wednesday and thursdays and i mean not wednesdays tuesdays and thursdays and so like i'm slowly but surely trying to get back control of my calendar Yes. So I have it all time blocked, but like having certain days for certain things is what I'm getting into now. Yeah. I made the grave mistake when I started taking on podcast guests of having my calendar way too open and it's chaos. It is because you're, you have to change mode, right? And to, especially to be the interviewer, you have to be prepared, yeah. right? There's some prep that goes along with that. You have to know who you're talking to and the questions you're going to ask or how you're going to make the conversation flow. So you need to be in the right headspace for that. And so I think having some boundaries around there is really important. <laughs> yeah, I have a funny story about that. So around August, I found out about like pod match matchmaker FM, these little websites for to match guests and hosts, but I found out about all of them at the same exact time. So September was horrific for me like, in terms of scheduling. I was just saying, and I also have like, I do pre-show calls for everyone. So like not only was I lining up interviews, I was also lining up a bunch of pre-show calls and it, it got out of control so fast. I was like, what on earth am I doing? Luckily I have like response, like email response templates. So that helped out a little bit, but it's like, even still with the amount of people that, you know, applied to be on or requested to be on, it was like, oh my, where did all these people come from? It's like all in one day, I felt like I just got hammered. Yep. That's exactly what happened to me. I joined Podmatch and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the floodgates out of open. control. Yeah. Which is great. Again, I mean, as we talked about before, this is so much fun and it's been amazing to talk with so many people, but yeah, it's, I'm glad to hear you've dialed it back. Cause that's exactly what I've done as well. It's like, I needed a minute. I needed to pause and I'm starting back up again. So it's good to be able to recognize what that does to your schedule so that we can backtrack and start blocking appropriately and, and can manage it. Cause it can get unruly fast. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. So I'd love to ask you a few rapid fire questions, and then okay. I want you to share where people can find you and learn, check out your podcast and learn more about you. Are you a morning person or a night person? So morning person, I think everyone can be morning people if they follow the circadian, their circadian rhythm and didn't sleep so sporadically. <laughs> but as of right now, I've been sleeping in 
because I don't have a I don't have a sleep schedule right now. But I feel like everyone could be morning people if you put your mind to it. So I'm a morning person. Well, I mean, there is some science behind it. So, I, but I agree that sometimes everybody has a different focus and I've certainly been getting up earlier and earlier, the older I've been getting. So I love that. And the mornings are really nice. Are you paper and pen or all digital for your organization? Paper and pen. Paper and pen. Yeah. Okay. Um, for all, okay. Maybe I'm like mixed. When it comes to note-taking, I will forever be paper and pen, ever taking notes on a laptop or iPad or whatever. But when it comes to organization, like I have like Excel sheets for like my podcast, like onboarding form and things like that. Like I, so I keep track of everything like that because, so I'm a mixture of both, but when it comes to note-taking, pen and paper. Yeah. I think a lot of the answer to this question is that hybrid approach, because especially when you're scheduling so many things, I feel like you have to have a digital calendar because otherwise you're going to be in seven places at once. So that's so important, but I'm the same way. It has to be paper. I mean, I have my scribbled right in front of me with my pen and paper notes. And what is your favorite way to relax? My favorite way to relax. So I was thinking about this question. And so my favorite way to escape is playing sports. I feel like when I play sports, basketball and football specifically, it's like everything around me stops. Like every, all the problems of the world, all the stresses, all the everything just go away. And when I'm working out too, not really relaxing because afterwards my body is super tired and aches, but um, it's definitely a place where mentally I can, it's like I enter another place and I just have fun playing sports, especially if I'm with the guys. So that's a getaway. That's perfect. I mean, that sounds, relaxing can mean whatever you need it to be. So I think it's perfect. If that's your way to escape the stresses of work and life, I think that's perfect. And I'm glad that you're able to prioritize that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Where can people find you and learn more about you? Like I said, check out your podcast. Yeah. So, um, Everyone could find me at Instagram at John Mendez underscore realtor. And if you know any of the topics or any of the stuff I talked about today kind of interests you, uh, my podcast, Walk Number Two Wealth, Walk to Wealth. Chelsea's episode is going to be dropping, I forget, I think it, sometime this month, the 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. I think it sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure when this goes out, but check out Chelsea's episode, right? Because she's <laughs> the host of this podcast. So you're forced now to go check out at least her episode on my podcast. And then from there, if you like some more episodes, check out some more. And I'm currently about to roll out some subscriptions. So from now to December or January 1st, it's going to be free for the first three months. So that's it. Just check out the podcast. If it's something that I said, I found some value in. Amazing. Well, I am so excited for you and to see where your podcast goes. And it's just been really great to get to know you. And so I appreciate you joining me as a guest on today's episode. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for just reaching out to hop on my show because if you never reached out, we would have never connected in the first place. So thanks again for the opportunity and thanks again for the connection. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.